Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we pray that you anoint the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. And that we, as a church, and as believers, can receive what the Spirit has for us tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. I want us to start in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter. At this point, Jesus is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. I want us to start reading with verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now let's call these the natural blessings in earthly places. We as believers, we have been called to give time to the Lord. Part of that time, as we saw last night, is to come and gather with the rest of the believers and be part of the local church. Be it part of the worship service, or a revival service, or a church work day, or a church witnessing day, or a church fellowship function. Whatever the event, we as believers have been called to set aside the time and be in the fellowship of the Lord with fellow believers. Tonight we're going to focus more on giving our time in prayer. As believers, we have been called to pray. Now what we just saw in the Sermon on the Mount, as I mentioned, natural blessings in earthly places. Let's expand on this a little more. When we pray, we are to pray for the Lord to supply our needs. For many, their job situation is iffy. For others, the finances, the money is not making the ends meet. For some, it's family problems. For others, it's their health. For others, it's deliverance. All of these 
are areas which we as believers, we come to the Lord to pray for. And it is altogether fitting and proper for us to pray for these things. Every natural need that we have here on earth, we as believers, we need to be praying to the Lord for each and every one of these needs to be met. It is altogether fitting and proper that we do so. Are we together on this? Now, what is Jesus saying here? Let's go back to verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, don't worry, don't panic, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whether all shall we be clothed? Verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, that, to me, was always an interesting line in the sermon. Why? Because the primary audience of the Sermon on the Mount, they're Israelites. They're Jews. Yet, at this moment, Jesus mentions something that is of the concern of the Gentiles who will read this message Hundreds of years after it is given. It is as if Jesus knew that this section would be read by Gentile believers hundreds of years, even thousands of years, after the moment he said them. Jesus was speaking to us at this moment in the Sermon on the Mount, before anyone ever realized that Jesus was speaking to Gentiles, to believers in Jesus who were not Jewish, well in advance of when it would happen. Back to the verse. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Verse 33. But seek... Ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let's look at that last part. All these things shall be added unto you. When we seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek first the righteousness of God, What's the end result? The end result is all of our natural needs being met. For us to see our natural needs being met, we must seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. And then... All of these natural needs are going to be met. Are we together on this? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to read when we get there. 
verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, what have we seen up to this point? We have seen what? Natural blessings in earthly places. Now, we're looking at something different. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places. For those who seek first the kingdom of God. They are seeking what? The spiritual blessings in heavenly places. As we begin to look forward to this next coming month and for the 12 that will follow it and then the month that follows after that, the church, this church, needs to be focused on the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is what we have been called for. If we are seeking first the kingdom of God, then we will be seeking the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And when we seek the spiritual blessings in heavenly places, the natural blessings in earthly places will be met. Are we together on this? When we seek things spiritual, we will be blessed in the natural. Now, where does seeking first the spiritual blessings in heavenly places begin? Let's go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 2. Most of us should be familiar with this. But if we're going to seek after spiritual blessings in heavenly places, we need to first cross through Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The beginning of the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Let's go one step earlier. Obviously, salvation. A belief in the Christ, the cross, the resurrection. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places are for believers in Jesus. How many are believers in Jesus? We're all whosoever's, right? We are believers in Jesus. This is for us. Baptized in the Holy Ghost, that is the first key step to moving closer and closer 
to the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Because we cannot really understand or receive the spiritual blessings without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who's going to be taking us into the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Therefore, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you look at the flow of the book of Acts in early church history, why does Peter have a revelation that everyone can be a believer in Jesus Jew and Gentile because he is receiving spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Revelation knowledge. Why can Paul receive his revelations about the mystery of the church, Gentiles, Jews, being part of the church? Again, spiritual blessings in heavenly places. When one Seeks spiritual blessings. They will be blessed spiritually at all times. Spiritual blessings should be the priority of the church. It should be the priority of the believer. If you look at the flow of chapter 2, the beginning of spiritual blessings in heavenly places leads to 3,000 souls being saved. Whenever we see the Spirit operating, spiritual blessings, we see lives changed throughout the book of Acts. Healings, miracles, deliverance, spiritual blessings in operation through the believer. The Spirit is operating to use and touch other people's lives. For them, it is a miracle. For us, it is a spiritual blessing for the Spirit to operate in us to do these things. Are we still here? As a church, we need to be seeking the Lord for these spiritual blessings in heavenly places. A few pages over. We're still in Acts 2, right? Acts 4 now. Acts 4. We see the believers in prayer after Peter and John are released from the custody of the religious rulers. They were told never to preach about the resurrection of Jesus anymore. Now, what were the apostles doing? They gathered in prayer as a group, and they prayed for what? Let's start with verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Now, for those on the receiving end, they are receiving healing or salvation, but on our end, 
it's going to be a spiritual blessing. It will be the Spirit operating and working through our lives. Are we still here? Spiritual blessings, it begins with what? A heart that desires these spiritual blessings. It continues with the believer being in prayer. Prior to Acts chapter 2 was Acts chapter 1. The believer spent time in prayer seeking the Lord. What happened? Baptism of the Holy Ghost. When we look at Acts chapter 4, we see the same thing. The believers praying. And when the believers pray, what will be the result? Spiritual blessings in heavenly places. A key for spiritual blessings in heavenly places is to be in the mindset of prayer. It is to be of one mind desiring these things to operate in the church and our lives. Are we still here? Ephesians chapter 1. We need to know what to pray for. Ephesians chapter 1. I want us to start chapter 1, verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Let's hold there. What did we say at the beginning? In order for spiritual blessings in heavenly places to be in operation in our lives, we need what? Faith in the Lord Jesus. Let me throw in one more. Agape love toward all believers. The Lord is not going to give spiritual blessings in heavenly places to those who will misuse the gift. Are we together on this? The Spirit will only operate these gifts, these spiritual blessings, on those who believe in the gospel message and for those who will operate them in agape love, the agape love of the Spirit inside of us. Spiritual blessings, heavenly places, believers in Jesus, using them for the benefit of those whom they love in Christ Jesus. Verse 16. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What did we connect this with? Spiritual blessings come to those who pray. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of your calling, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now, I can look through longer than the 20th century now at ministers who prayed this prayer. They were ministers even in the late 1800s that were praying this prayer. And the Lord moved in their ministry in a mighty and a powerful way. Then throughout the 20th century, the Holy Spirit directed many ministers to focus on the concept of spiritual blessings in heavenly places. What we see in verses 16, 17, 18, and 19 in Ephesians 1. And what happened when they began to pray these prayers? The Lord began to operate in a new and powerful direction in their lives. They began to receive the spiritual blessings that they were looking for. Now, this is not a formula. This is something we must do because the Spirit is leading us and because we truly desire what God has for us. Spiritual blessings, heavenly places. So let's break this down real fast. What did it say? What? Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Eyes of our understanding enlightened. That ye may know the hope of your calling. That ye may know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. That ye may know the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe. This is for us. When we begin to pray this, the Lord will begin to do this. Now, this is something that's not a game. By that I mean, don't just pray it a couple of times and expect everything to fall into place. No. The spiritual blessings in heavenly places, the Lord will give to those who will operate them correctly according to the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Are we together on this? Let's keep going. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's start with verse 14 where it says, For this cause I bow my knee, Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bowing me means to what? Pray. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you. Who's to you? Believers who are seeking 
the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, a strong inner man that is a spiritual blessing. What else? That Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know the love of Christ passage knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, these are things spiritual. And the call is to pray for these things to be in operation in your life. Now, for some, it's like, I don't even know what these are. That's why we're praying for them. And with the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal these things to you. Revelation will only come when you allow the Spirit to reveal these things. But it also begins with us praying to the Father. And then the Father will say, Holy Spirit, reveal these things to the believers. Are we still here? A few pages over. Philippians chapter 1. Verses 9 through 11. And this I pray, back to a prayer that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, verse 10, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, verse 11, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Again, What do we see? Another prayer regarding spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And when we pray, what's going to happen? The Spirit will begin to operate these things in our lives. For these things to be in operation... We need to be in prayer for them, but we need to allow the Spirit to do so. That will require something on our part. Obeying the leading and the guiding of the Spirit. Are we together on this? To obey the Spirit opens the door to the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. A few more pages. Colossians chapter 1, once again, verses 9, 10, and 11. For this cause, we also, since the day 
We heard it. In this case, the Colossians mean believers in Jesus. What have we been saying through the message? Spiritual blessings, heavenly places, are for those who are believers in Jesus. These are for you. Let me add one other thing. Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians were not written to ministers. They were written to congregations. The congregation in Ephesus, Philippi, and Colossae. In the case of Colossae, Paul hasn't even been physically to the city. Yet he wants them to receive the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. These are for all believers. The entire congregation. From the most senior member to the most junior member. They are for each and every one of us. Do not let anyone tell you these are not for believers. They are for believers. Paul wrote this to believers, meaning it is for believers. Back to verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hold there. What do we see once again? Do we see the things natural? No, we don't. We see Paul's emphasis on things spiritual. When we look at Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. We see a lot of spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And we see the concept of Paul praying for the believers to have these in their lives. Now, if Paul is praying for the believers to receive these things, then they must be for us. And if Paul thinks they're important, we need to think that they are important as well. These spiritual blessings are for us. Let me add one more before we start bringing this to a close. Book of Jude. Chapter 1. Let's start with verse 20. But ye, beloved, believers in Jesus, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Now, Paul mentions a lot of spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But the Holy Ghost knows of more spiritual blessings in heavenly places that can be used in your life. How? By praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. Believers in Jesus. This is our way of praying through the Spirit for the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Even the ones that we know little to anything about. The Spirit wants us to move in a direction where all available spiritual blessings are in operation in the church. And when we pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will be interceding on our behalf for these spiritual blessings to be in operation in the church. When we pray, we need to allow the Spirit to guide so He can bring us into asking for the correct spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Are we still here? Now, let's start to bring this to a close. Believers in Jesus, we are sitting here about a month and a week away from the next year. Every one of us who are slightly aware of what's going on in the world around us knows that 2024 is going to be a bumpy ride. And that's just politically. That's not the stuff we don't even know about yet. This is going to be a bumpy year for all in this region and in this country. So we need to begin to be praying for our country as never before. But as a church, we need to be praying for something very specific for us. The spiritual blessings in heavenly places. For us to be effective in ministry in the year ahead. We need to be operating in the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We need everything that the Spirit has for us in operation in the church and in our lives. We will need these more than ever in the next 13, 14 months. We will definitely, desperately need them. Our focus, as weird as this is going to sound, isn't going to be as much as the natural, even though we will pray for every natural need that comes in. It needs to be praying for the spiritual to happen. The spiritual blessings that Paul talked about. The spiritual blessings that we see in Acts. The spiritual blessings that the Spirit will lead us into. Book of Revelation. How does it begin? John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Talk about a spiritual blessing. But the Holy Spirit made it possible. Now, get what we're saying. Our goal as a church, 
over the next five weeks is to be praying for the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is a time where we're not waiting until January 1. We need to be praying for these now so we can hit the ground running on January 1. We need to be from day one operating in new things that the Spirit has for us. Our goal, our mindset should be to set time aside to pray for the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I want you to read from Galatians all the way to Philemon, and I want you to find every prayer that's listed and begin to pray them. I want you to pray them in faith believing. And what's going to happen when we begin to see the spiritual blessings in heavenly places and all the natural blessings in earthly places will be added to you. For the natural blessings, the ones we need in this life, to be in our lives, we need the spiritual blessings in heavenly places to be in operation in our life as well. Are we still here? The spiritual is the key to the natural, not the other way around. Seeking first the kingdom of God is seeking the things spiritual first. And when we seek the things spiritual first, then all the natural things are going to happen. Believers in Jesus, this is going to be a time of focusing in prayer on things spiritual. I know the first instinct. i got to pray for natural needs. The Spirit operates differently. He wants us to pray for the spiritual in order for the natural to happen. Tonight, I'm not even going to ask for show hands or emails or anything like that. This is something the Spirit is going to have to lead you to do. This is an individual decision on something you will be doing in your prayer closets. You need to allow the Spirit to lead you into praying for spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And when you do, over the course of time, you will see these things begin to happen. And when they begin to happen, you will be blessed spiritually. The church will be blessed spiritually. And all the natural needs in your life in the church are going to be met. It begins by following the leading and the guiding of the Spirit to begin to seek for spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Let's stand across the church tonight, hands in the air across the building. Hallelujah.